and sit down. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Paraprobe. And I am your host, Chance Hancock. And unfortunately, right now, I am flying solo without Jesse J. The reason for being is because Jesse J. apparently has chosen family over the show. For some reason, they thought this weekend was a holiday weekend, and they want to get together and have dinner and all this stuff. And he wound up staying home. He wound up staying home because his family loves him. That, that's ridiculous. Me, I am here doing this show live for you. I am a consummate professional. Stephanie, we were out there trimming the hedges, you know, doing the lawn, weed eating, stuff like that. She wound up slipping with the weed eater and gashed her foot really bad. I could have stayed home and took care of Stephanie. Made sure she was okay. But no, I am the consummate professional. What did I do? Gave her a rag and her phone so she could call 911 while I took my shower to be here to do this show. All right? That's called being a professional. This is ridiculous. Jesse, I'm, 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 I'm upset with you. I really am. All right, so uh, coming in live today also in studio with me, I actually have two friends of mine who are here. We're going to be talking about some new things. So, uh, ladies, we'll start off to Kim over here, Miss Kim Rutherford. What are you doing? Oh, not much. How is everybody tonight? I hope everybody's having a great holiday. I actually had a really good holiday. Uh, and no, Stephanie's not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she was, you know, of course, working today. She works on Saturdays. And, uh, you know, so I'm just here doing the show. And, and Jesse, all kidding aside, you know, it, they got him and his wife. They have such a big family. And they didn't get a, a chance to do it with, like, I think it was... Jesse's family? I can't remember. It was either his wife's family or Jesse's family, one or the other. But anyways, they were having their own little get-together in Thanksgiving today. So Because Jesse was working and everything, too. So they had to find some time to be able to do it. So he had to not do the show today, and that's fine. I, I totally get it. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, he's a loser, but whatever. And then uh, next to Kim, we have Jackie. Hello. How you doing today? Good. How are you? I am doing good. I am doing very good. Um, the only thing that I have a problem with is the very beginning, I guess apparently we didn't find out till last minute they had some issues, I guess, uh, uh, some technical issues, but they, they got to fix it last second. Thanks to Mr. Herbert Eric Stevens, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> and Kim, do me a favor. Say hi again. Hello. Into the mic. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. One more time. Hello. There oh, we go. There it is. Now I can hear myself. There okay. we go. Okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> See, I can fix things. I can fix things <laughs> on the fly. So, uh, anywho, so we're going to be talking about a couple of different things during this hour because uh, me and Jesse, we've been kind of hinting around for the last, oh, God, probably about a month about some potential new shows coming out that we're going to be doing. And tonight, we're actually going to be talking more in detail about those shows and what we're doing and all that good stuff. Um, you could probably hear her now because her mic was turned down. So he was, uh, Mr. Stevens was holding up a sign saying he heard Jackie, but he, he couldn't hear Kim. All right. So I, I'm sure you could probably hear you now. 
I'm here now. Yeah, because I can hear you now loud and clear in my headphones. Yes, I'm so here. Can I? Yeah. I'm just being quiet. <laughs> so, anywho, we're going to be having some fun tonight. So, Kim. Yes. You and I, we've been batting around an idea for doing a uncensored podcast show for quite a while. Yes, and I'm really glad we're we're like almost ready to start filming, and um, we've got some really great ideas for it. But most of it all, we need you guys. We need the public because this is going to be open topic, open conversation, uncensored. So we're hoping to get a lot of people in studio. We're hoping to get people via Skype, via phone, and just let everybody talk about whatever they want to talk about. And that's the great thing about these shows is the fact that with these two new shows that we're bringing out, everybody is used to us, like Jesse and I, doing Paraprobe. We do a paranormal talk show. Granted, we kind of go off skew here and there all the time, you know, because we both have ADD. But we we wanted to talk more in generalization with topics and stuff, you know, besides paranormal. So Jesse and I had it in our heads for quite a while. We wanted to do a uncensored podcast show. And at first, it was going to be paranormal talk, but uncensored. But realistically, the, we we have so much more fun, to be honest, with other topics other than paranormal. And don't get me wrong. We enjoy doing paranormal talk shows, and hence why this show, Paraprobe at 1490 AM, WWPR, live every Saturday, 6 to 7 PM, Eastern Standard Time. This is for all you people who will be catching the recorded show. Know when you can catch us live. All you have to do is go to 1490WWPR.com and click that. And there's a little link called Listen Live, and you click on that listen to us live when we're on air. Um, but anyways, Jesse and I, like I said, we've been wanting to do a, a regular, you know, generalized talk show. Now, granted, we're going to be talking about some pretty crazy things. Like, Kim, you have, like, generalized topics across the board that you'll be getting from your listeners. That yes, want, yeah. yes. Like, we all know that the wheelhouse we all come from is the paranormal. And after 20 years, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. So I want to get on, I want to get on to some new subjects and some new topics and Jackie, Miss Crawford over here, that uh, has been my partner in crime from FGT days, is going to be joining us on the mic along with Jesse. And like I said, we're going to start taking topics from the public, having them on on in studio, online, whatever we can do, so they can talk about everything that they haven't been allowed to talk about. Or they just want to get off their chest. Or they just want to get off their chest. Yes. And we'll be giving our opinions on what they want to talk about and everything else, too. And, of course, they will be uncensored. See, the reason why we wanted to do uncensored with both of these new shows, plain and simple fact, is, well, Jesse and I cuss like sailors because we are sailors. And then, number two, honestly, it's it's not because we want to be allowed to cuss. It's not that at all. There are some topics that we may want to discuss on air that you cannot do on regular radio. Because you can wind up with FCC fines, and those are pretty expensive, and I don't want to be paying for that. And uh, and plus, you know, Miss Valerie, who is nice enough to have me and Jesse here to do our show, we don't want to upset her with her receiving these fines that Jesse and I would have to pay for. <laughs> so <laughs> we decided, okay, we'll do Paraprobe here, the Uncensored Show, somewhere else. That way we can, you know, on our own and be able to have some fun, loosen up a little bit. Um, Jackie? You're going to be joining on, you know, with the program and everything. How do you feel about doing this? Do you think you're going to be feel comfortable to jump on air and, and talk about all these topics? I think I will be. I have no problem. Um, I'm not, haven't had any experience before on radio, 
but I think I'm ready for it. She's got to start somewhere. Exactly. She's not afraid to share her opinion. <laughs> and I'm definitely not afraid to share my opinion. And see, and that's that right there is what's going to make the show good. Yeah, because of the fact that the even Jesse, the four of us combined when we're on air just talking, and even talking in general out in public, I can't count how many times I've had people hit my arm and go, you can't say that. <laughs> My brain doesn't work that way. I do say it. So it's so much easier if I'm on a uncensored show to be able to say exactly what I'm thinking and give my opinions and stuff. Like with Jesse and I show, and this is the one thing I want to clarify with our listening audience. The uncensored show that Jesse and I are going to be doing is about over-the-top stuff. You know, okay, this is like just the most craziest of crazy things that we see, you know, on social media that we may find on like TikTok and, and Twitter and everything else. You know, that's the subjects we're going to be talking about, the the way over the extreme top stuff. Where, Kim, you know, with your show, it's going to be, like you said, from the audience. It could be somebody who just got, you know, cheated on by their boyfriend, and they want to talk about what happened. I'm sorry, but that is juicy stuff to talk about on air, and especially when it's uncensored. We can get all kinds of good stuff. Yes, me and Jackie were talking about how some of these topics are going to come up. We decided we're going to get a gong. So that at any time, if we need to end this, somebody can just dong it, gong it, kill it. All right, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. I have no problem cutting people off, um, yeah, even in traffic. Um, the other thing is too that I love about the the premise of the shows that we're doing, and we already we already swore before we went on air we will not give the names of the shows out. It's not because we don't have one. No, we got the we have the names. Right now, uh, over the last week, I've been building logos for the shows. We've, I've already got like a handful of logos for everybody to choose from to, you know, which one strikes the best, you know, that we think would be great. And then, of course, you know, we are locking in the, the website names and the whole nine yards, you know, the trademarks, so that way nobody can steal them. But they're definitely unique. And, and the, Kim, God, I want to talk about how you came up with the name, but I know that we can't, that we can't because it'll give away the name. After I will tell you, me and Chance had a list. It was probably about 120 words and phrases. Oh, good God. We yeah. were just trying to melt all kinds of stuff together. At one point, Jackie was out with the horses. <laughs> I'm brushing and my horses. She's screaming names across the pasture to me, and I'm writing them down. <laughs> and, and we just kept going and going. And then it, I, I said it to someone. It's in content. And I went, hey, wait a minute. I just happened to say it in passing to someone, and I decided, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to write that down. And when I said it to Chance, he's like, oh, that's it. That's that was it. it. That was all it took. It was it was the lightning bolt that just hit, and it was like, that's it. Don't, don't change it. Don't try to come up with another name, or we'll be here for another 30 days. It's good. <laughs> Leave it at that. It's perfect. I don't know if any of y'all have ever had to name a business or a show or an oh. event company. It's not Kim. Like, I'm, the funnest thing you would ever do. Kim, I'm going to say right now, there are times that I hate working with you. <laughs> and it's not your personality. It's not that at all. You are the most, it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. And, and like for me and Jesse, we are fly by the seat of our pants kind of guys. You know this about us. You, you've known me for quite a few years. I mean, th this is nothing new for you. I mean, the things that come out of my mouth are fly by the seat of my pants. But when it came down to, like, you know, coming up with a company name and, and this, that, and the other, or even an idea. Let, let's say we just have an idea for something we want to do, and we're building, like, maybe a little banner for it. I will build something up, send it to Kim, and she'll be like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Don't change it. Two days later, I have 15 changes. Get it done by tomorrow. 
It's like, Kim, I'm going to kill you. I love you, yeah, but I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I can tell you since we started. I don't think you've ever sent me bullet notes, but I've definitely sent you bullet notes. All the time. All the time. You know what, though? I have to admit. You know who's worse than you about that? Who's that? John Rusnick. John Rusnick. When John don't reply. No, the worst thing about John is John is another one that will, because uh, he's so sporadic and ADD with stuff, but in a good way. Don't get me wrong. Extremely creative. Like when we were coming up with a name for this other uncensored show that we wanted to do, right? We had a name at least 34 different times. <laughs> the minimum, at least 34 different times. It took a year, literally a year discussing it before we finally was like, okay, that's the one. And and I told him, I'm like, dude, you changed this again. I swear to God, I'm driving off a bridge. I'm like, I can't do this again. You know, so we finally got it locked in. But but I can't complain at the same time because it does keep me on my toes. It makes me up my game for creativity and coming up with stuff. So I, I really can't complain too much. Yeah, he kind of said it there because him and Jesse are kind of like fly by the seat of their pants. So if somebody doesn't keep things rolling. Then everything's just by the seat of the pants. Can't oh, do that. Yeah, without a doubt. You definitely have to rein Jesse and I in. We we are definitely like, we're overgrown toddlers. Aren't all men? Huh? Aren't all men? Oh, no, 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 no. Most men, yes, are toddlers. Us is more like toddlers with a coke, ha- a coke habit. It, it's it's sporadic. It's all over. We it's fall toddlers down. toddlers from South Park is what it is. Yeah, it, exactly. That is dealing with Jesse and I off air. Half, I mean, Jackie, you've only known me for a very short time. We've only had a handful of conversations, and usually only for a few minutes at a time. If you're around me long enough, which you will be, you will learn that Jesse and I, we, we're nuts. We Good. are. There's no other better way to put I'm it. I'm waiting for her to do the first convention with you guys. Conventions <laughs> with Chance are like crazy. Hey, I'll fit right on in. <laughs> oh, yes. Back in the old uh, show days, it was the old show we had, we had done many like conventions and stuff and, and emceed events and everything else. And, um, yeah, they that uh, handling us for uh, being our handler, because that's what Kim wound up being was our handler <laughs> to keep us out of trouble, make sure our rooms were booked, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but the problem was y'all always wanted to come to my room to party, and then security would be at my room at 3 o'clock in the morning and... That's because whenever they wanted to kick anybody out of the room, we still had our rooms to go to. Yeah, and here they are knocking on my door because I had a celebrity next door that I didn't know. Uh, who was it? Uh, Sean Flannery? Oh, God, I don't remember who it was now, somebody, Yeah, somebody called security on us last time. That was not fun. Yeah. Um, it, nothing better than me hanging out, reading a book, and finding out there was a guy passed out <laughs> underneath the coats in the room. I, I have to tell you all this. Yeah, me and Stephanie, we're, we're tight. So sometimes when we're going on a budget, and most paranormal people know all about that shoving four people in one room thing just so you can make that trip. Yep. Well, me and Chance decided we wanted to stay at the nicer hotel. Everybody else was down at the Red Roof. We stayed at the Rosen Center in Orlando, so we split a room and decided to go have some breakfast with the guys at like 3 o'clock in the morning, but Chance wasn't hungry. So I left him in the room. I come back from Denny's, and I go in the bathroom. I put my PJs on. I come out, and I'm like, what the holy Moses, you know? And I, I'm tapping Chance on the foot, and he, he's reading a book, and he finally looks up at me, and I'm pointing at the corner, and I'm not saying anything. And he's like, what? looking at me like, what? And I pointed at the chair real hard, and I, I worded it to him. I said, there's a person in the corner. 
And he totally flipped out. He done been in there naked, done had conversations with his wife, done took a shower. And there's a dude passed out in the corner of the hotel room. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was uh, walking around and, you know, because I knew Kim was going to be gone for a few hours. So I took a shower, you know, came out and I'm like looking, you know, for my, my pajamas or whatever. And This guy was buried under the duvet in the corner. Yeah. Me and all my Hancock glory, you know, just walking around. And uh, then this guy's just passed out underneath a stack of like clothing. I didn't even know he was there. And what was so so funny it was like you know because they were like i said you know, she was saying you know they're all going to go out and go eat breakfast and i just wasn't hungry so i literally because i knew we had to be up early the next day for the event and everything that i decided to go to bed early so i was reading because reading helps me get tired out you know and go to sleep i'm laying there reading this book you know i'm like and then i start kind of getting engrossed in the book so instead of going to sleep i'm like you know page turner i'm oh, like I flipping through feeling. it and then kim comes in you know and like she was in there for like a good like five ten minutes and then all of a sudden she's like tapping my foot and i'm like what and she's like there's a guy underneath the clothing <laughs> and i'm just sitting there and i'm thinking i wonder what all this guy has seen and heard <laughs> he may be traumatized now so i go over there and i nudge the guy and wake him up and he just looks at me and he was like just one of the crew that was hanging out with all of us and i was like hey bud you're gotta go to your room man you gotta get out of here Chance is saying it pretty calm, but he goes, who did you come here with? Because he was going to call either Pat, John, or Jeff, because they were fixing to get told. They were getting told in a big way, because Chance is like, somebody come get this guy out of my room. <laughs> and, and he was with none of them. It was just with the big flock of people that would hang out with us. Yep. Because every time we go out to do an event, you know, we're, we're broadcasting live, doing our show. You know, we got celebrities coming on, we're interviewing and everything else. So we wound up attracting a lot of attention. And we would have, like, a lot of people, the other celebrities hanging out with us because we'd usually, of course, get invited to the VIP stuff and all that. So we're, like, you know, we kind of had, like, an entourage, you know, walking around with us. And we would be joking and laughing and having fun, just having a good time, drinking, you know, everything else. And and usually we'd just pick up stragglers along the way. We had one guy hung out with us for, like, three hours before we found out he was homeless. <laughs> that is one of the stories I have not heard yet. Kim, you'll have to fill me in later on that oh, one. But even then, we're like, here, have a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't I care. Forgot about that. If you're laughing and having fun with us, we don't care. Yeah. And the so, nights that we spent sound boring now. <laughs> the only thing I was best. trying to figure out was how he got into the convention. That was, uh, dude. This guy was like a, a homeless ninja. So yeah. he somehow got into the convention and into the hotel where we were at, and we we're just like, oh well, you know, hey. For that, I'm impressed. You get to hang out with us. But when you're at a place where there's so much cosplay going on, nobody paid attention to the homeless exactly. guy really being a homeless guy. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, we've, we've had some really good times, and uh, we're definitely going to have more. You know, this next coming new year, you know, with new shows, everything else, we'll be doing a lot of our, our own events. Plus, we'll be attending events, everything else in the book. Um, and Paraprobe, we will be still doing Paraprobe. So we'll be here every weekend talking about the paranormal, you know, having a good time with that. You know what, speaking of which, since we are a paranormal show, Kim, won't you give us a little bit of your background? My background? Yes. Oh, you hit me on the spot. Um, well, let's see. I saw, well, actually, next May will be 50 years since I saw my first apparition. I saw my first apparition when I was eight years old. I read books. Back then, all you had was PBS. You didn't have paranormal TV. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot of books, did a lot of research. As a young adult, I just started getting into it. Started investigating with a couple small teams, and I'm still doing it today. I'm going strong. I still do help calls. 
I do not belong to a team. I'm independent. I like it that way. Um, although we do <laughs> stuff with Paraprobe sometimes with Chance mm-hmm. and Jackie, but it's not a team thing. Now, Kim, you and I, we've we've you know investigated many places together. Yes. Um, we I've been investigating for well over twenty years. Um, I, I don't. I am no expert. I don't believe in anybody ever being an expert in the field per se. Don't get me wrong. There are people who are extremely knowledgeable and experienced. Don't get me wrong. You know, like uh, you know, you you take people like you know the Warrens, you know the Holchers, you know so on and so forth. You know, there's a lot of people out there that. You know, if you had to call them an expert, sure. You know, they would be, you know, what you would consider an expert. But for, like, myself, it's like I'm very seasoned, done a lot of different types of investigations. Um, I'm more of a technical and debunker kind of guy. Um, I always like to try to find the, the normal cause, for, you know, for the root problem um, on investigations. I've done numerous help calls. Um, I've had people recommend me for investigations because my reputation preceded me as being a really good investigator and very thorough. Um, my team that I used to have um, years ago, you know, we've done many investigations together, and we did. We built up quite a reputation for always doing a, a good job, you know, and following up. That's um, actually how Jackie and I met. Um, I joined FGT, I think it was in 2006, and her and her honey, Don were 2007. 2006, seven, yeah. Yeah, six or seven. I think you were only about six months into it before we joined. Yeah, and we, gosh, we were doing help calls every single weekend wall to wall while we were with FGT. That was like an FGT thing you were doing. For people out there listening to the show right now, FGT is Florida Ghost Team. Yes, it started in 2002 and ended in 2011, I believe. But uh, yeah, that was that was a great ride. We we did so many historics and so many help calls. It really uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Always having a crew to work with. Mm-hmm. But FTT was a really big team, and I just prefer to work with just a few people and not such a big group. You know what's so funny is you know for people who have not done paranormal investigations or are really in that field of doing them, a lot of people don't realize like how many teams are actually out there. There are dozens upon dozens per city. And literally, there it's like per city, there's like probably at least minimum of like 12 teams. Probably at least. Yeah. And so a lot, a lot of people out there, they, you know, like I've had people ask me, they're like, well, what do you think about such and such from this team? I'm like, I've never heard of them. And it's not because they're not a good investigator or anything like that. There's just so many of them. Uh, trust me, there's plenty of people who had not heard of me either, you know. But... I- I remember when there were three in Florida, and then it went to 130, like, within two seasons of Ghost Hunters. I called it the Parafad. It did become, I, I, I agree with that. I definitely have to say that paranormal investigating definitely became a fad. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people out there, you know, like us and other investigators who had paranormal experiences when they were younger, you know, that was like, I got to know, you know, that... It's one of those things that, uh, and you, Kim, you've heard me talk about this many times. Yeah. The thing that I hate about the paranormal field right now is all the paradrama. And I'm not even going to get into that subject on this show. We talked about it before. Beat a dead horse. The thing that they need to start remembering, and this is something that I think that they firmly need to bring back, is the fun. People forget that you, when you started doing this, it was fun. You know, you're you're hanging with your your team, your friends. Yes. You know, because the teams like when you when you see the teams together do paranormal investigations, 
majority of them are like other family members, really close friends. You know, they're people they're tight with. And I remember going to Paracons with FGT, and there'd be like four or five other teams there, and we'd all have a really great camaraderie. And oh, yeah, absolutely. out all weekend. Now you go to a Paragon, Paracon where there's four or five teams, and there's cliques in the corners, and uh-huh. everybody's bad-mouthing that one and this one. And I think strongly that's why a lot of people hated us back when me, Jeff, and Pat, and John was doing Dead X, because we made fun of all of them. All of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We, we were you, you guys did make fun of a lot of Oh, lot of we people. were bulldogs on that. But we did it in a funny way. We weren't like bullies. We just like was, if you had an ego, we had to knock you down a few notches. Well, it's like the same way you see, there's no experts. And really, I mean, we're all just walking in the footsteps of Holzer, Morins. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We're tourists. Yeah. We, we can say we're investigators, but most people only go where someone else has been. And so it's kind of hard. You you got to start looking for the unknown. You got to start looking for those places that aren't that famous, but you got to go and take the chance that you might get something or you might get nothing. I, I heard somebody on Facebook say, "Oh, we don't do help calls. They're a waste of time. Uh, no help calls a waste of time. Mm-mm. It's always your job to go in and debunk." Before you prove anything. But, but at the same time, once again, though, that's their opinion. If they feel that it's a yep. waste of time, then so be it. You know, it's a waste of time. It might be a waste of time for them because maybe they don't know how to help them. Like for me, like anytime I've gone in for a help call, you know, uh, me and a, a few of the members of the team were, you know, former professional, like in law enforcement, medical, stuff like that. So when we would approach, like, let's say a family is, is having this very bad alleged haunt happening in their home. We always approached it like actually looking at it like a, a law enforcement case more than a paranormal investigation because, of fact, you need to look for real things that may be going on in the home that are not paranormal that's causing a lot of problems, you know, and it does happen. You know, I've had a lot of people ask me for my advice when they want to start their own paranormal team. They're like, you know, what's the first thing you should do? And I'm like, I'll tell you what you should do. First off, you need to find a, a rule of thumb that you have to go by, an SOP for everybody. Everybody sticks by the same operating procedure, as in these handful of things. What do you do if you go to investigate a home and you find out that maybe there's child neglect going on or maybe domestic violence or there's you know huge amounts of like drug issues going on? These are serious things you need to look for you know, when you're investigating these homes because last thing you want to do is get wrapped up in the middle of that kind of stuff too. You, know? you definitely want to... You know, if I go into a home and I see that there's a child being abused or, or domestic violence going on, yeah, of course I'm going to report it, you know. Um, but I'm not going to be, like, getting up in their face and, and you know, and wind up getting shot by somebody, you know what I mean? There's you, been you a couple to... times we just pull, we just said, okay, we're not going to be able to do this. Yeah, we, we, we pull out. Yeah, you just very quietly pull out and then you just deal with it accordingly, you know. Now, uh, that's one of the things. Now, how, how often does that actually happen? Very rarely, once in a blue moon. And I'm talking about if you're doing hundreds of investigations and you might have one. You know what I mean? So it's very, very small when it happens. But the thing is, is like, you know, some people just aren't prepared for that. You know, they're, they, they're thinking, I'm going to go find a ghost. They're not looking at what's really might be going on behind the scenes in that home that you need to be paying attention to. Um, and trust me, once again, no expert. I am not an expert. But I like to be very observant and pay attention to my surroundings and see what's going on in that home. Very much so, yes. We have a lot of people nowadays, and and I hate to shoot down what they call evidence, but some of the evidence we're seeing now 
people are so eager to find a ghost or so eager to see something that they are making something out of nothing. And that's true. I see that a lot, too. And it's not that they're faking it. No, they yeah, honestly they, they honestly are not faking it. They just truly believe what they found is something. That's yes. because they want to find something. They want to yeah. find something so that, badly, that, but they don't realize that what they have really isn't. And trust me, we're all guilty of it. There's been moments on, like, listening to an EVP recording. I was like, holy crap, did you hear that? And then all of a sudden, one of the guys like, no, that was me, dude. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It happens. You know, people make mistakes. It happens. You know, but the the main thing is, is like you said, there are some times when they take that evidence, they throw it out there publicly for all these other investigators to look at. And this is the worst part. No matter what you do, there's always a hater. You can do underwater basket weaving and somebody will tell you you need to do it right over left, not left over right. Okay, there's always a hater. So even if you have the most pristine, you know, clip of like you and Abraham Lincoln talking for two hours on video. Somebody would be like, CGI. You know, there's always a hater. So the the thing that I also tell investigators out there, and Kim does the same thing. I've heard her do this, too. When people want to investigate, and you're going to put it out there publicly, get thick skin. Get thick skin. Because in the paranormal field, people will eat each other alive just to make a name for themselves. Yeah, I had a lot of evidence. I'm, I'm doing quotes beside my head here. A lot of evidence handed to me after Halloween weekend. I didn't go out this week, this year. Um, there were so many hunts out there, and I got a lot of people that sent me stuff through Messenger, stuff I saw on Facebook, stuff that was sent to me, email, and I just wanted to cry because, like, probably 60% of it was dust. It was not an orb. Um <laughs> I, I, I don't like to <laughs> I hate to be mean to people I don't want any more or pictures. But you know what though? <laughs> this is my this is my, this is my this is my this my I'll take on that. If you see an orb on video and you believe that might be your great grandfather, more power to you. To me, more power to you. If that if it brings you comfort. If it gives you, you peace in your heart. Yes, if it gives, gives you peace in your heart and brings you comfort, you. more power to you. Just have thick skin. That's the whole deal. Yeah. It's like doing radio. If you're going to be a public figure, trust me, there are people who are going to hate you just to hate you. Now, like I tell everybody else, ask me if I care. I don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I, I Trust me. I've had people be like, oh, you suck, and you're not funny, and nobody likes you, you're not creative, blah, 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 blah. And all I hear is, womp, 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 womp. That's all I hear. <laughs> it takes too blah, much blah, energy blah, blah, blah. to care. Yeah, it's like, blah, blah, oh, I'm blah. sorry. Am I sleeping with you? No. no. Do you pay my bills? <laughs> no. Then your opinion don't count. <laughs> you know, sorry about your luck. You know? Yes, my did. Um, I have a friend up in Ohio that sent me and me a picture of her friend's house. I showed that video to Kim, and neither one of us can debunk that one. No, we couldn't that debunk the, that one. That was a that really was crazy. freaky one. Mm-hmm. She's walking through her yard, and it's kind of misty. Mm-hmm. And as she's walking up onto her deck to go toward her house, she's got the outside cameras. You see this cloud just sort of form seriously behind but her. But it's more like it implodes. It all comes to a, together. And then mm-hmm. it turns around, and it looks like a tornado behind her walking yep. as she's walking. And she, and it's is, just like she has oblivious. no clue what's going on. I've got that video. It's like... Yeah, was, I was like, Kim, amazing. this one you actually have to see because I don't usually show Kim the stuff that I see. But. I had a friend of mine, Dawn, send me a video from her friend's uh, uh, CCTV footage, you know, from the security cameras at their house, where you see this white figure, you know, for lack of a better term, it looked like a, a white cloud, but shaped like a person, just come walking around the corner and walk by the fence line 
and then just walk away and disappear. And I'm like, that's pretty good. They're, they're, <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> there's an old graveyard. There's some that's that brick in the head evidence, I call it, where you just can't go, yeah, that, I'm sorry, that was dust. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. certain things you just can't deny. That was just not an airflow or, cause you can just see everything is just settled and calm and everything and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden just flies behind her and tw- starts twirling yeah. and following her. It, it looked like a full metaphysical twister and going you, on behind and her. And I'm sure the two of you, because y'all have investigated for a long time too, I'm sure the two of you can agree. Sometimes it's the most simple piece of evidence that is the best. Yes. Yes. And, and I'll give you an example. For me, mine was doing an investigation at a house. There was a, a chain hanging on the wall that they used for walking their dog. Because when they buy the leather one, the dog would always chew through it and walk off. And they'd be standing there and be like, where did my dog go? <laughs> you know? So they And it wasn't like a big heavy chain, but, you know, a chain link one, you know, to mm-hmm. walk their dog. And uh, I literally happened to turn and look, and I watched it bend upward into a U and like it was getting pulled upward, like toward the ceiling. And then all of a sudden it just dropped. Oh, nice. No string attached to it. No magnet, no other bull crap that they could have faked it with. Cause trust me, I tried everything in the book to see what made it do that. That was one of those where me and the guy I was with in the room, when we saw it happen, I was like, good enough for me. That's definitely real. You know, it, there are certain times where the most simplest thing is just, it's obvious, you know, yeah, like you can have a totally quiet night, get one glimpse of an apparition, and it's going to make you go back for 20 more nights. Yes. It's that adrenaline, that that little bit you get that keeps you going. And, and I'm one of those people, and Kim, you've heard me say this time and time again when we've had these talks. I sit there, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diehard skeptic. Even on my own stuff that I happen to see or hear. I'm, I, it's like my brain just wants to find that answer that's normal, not paranormal. And... I think sometimes I let my brain kind of get in the way of something that's just where you just finally you just have to nod and go, yeah, it's something. You know what I mean? That chain, that was one of those moments where I had to just absolutely finally just let it go and go, that's something. Now, I've also been on investigations with other people, not mentioning any names. <laughs> and they play like an EVP recording. Now, for our listening audience out there, if you're not familiar with an EVP, which is probably maybe a handful of you, it's electronic voice phenomena. That's where you have a recorder recording all the sounds in the room, the people talking, so on and so forth. And you may ask questions out loud to see if you can get a response from a spirit, for lack of a better term. And I know everybody's like, it's called a ghost. It's called this. I don't care what you call it. We just, oh, we all know what we're talking about. So spirit. And you may not hear with your physical ears a response back. But later down the line, you go back and you play that recording back, and you may hear an electronic imprint on there of the voice responding back. Sometimes you get them very, very clear, which is a class A. And then all the way down to D, where it's like, you know, you got to bring up the sound, take out background noise, everything else. But the ones that drive me crazy are the ones where they go, listen to this. You can't deny that this is a demon. And all you hear is... <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm like, okay, when does it come on? Well, that was it. What? You know, it's like, no, no, that was it. What? Somebody farted on the on the recorder? I mean, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, no, you didn't hear it. It said we're going to hell. No, I heard. <laughs> it's like somebody's zipper. It's really whoop, there yeah. it is. <laughs> We've had a lot of those. Yeah. I will have to say, I've got one class A. I have literally only heard in my lifetime a literally a handful. A handful I, I've yeah. heard, of Class A. I've, heard, I've only got one. Yeah. I've heard a few Class A's. And I can't that was, say I haven't. 
And that was where we used to do the um, the all-nighters in Ebor. Ebor, yeah, yes. the Italian club. I can always get an EVP at the Italian club. It always. was so we uh, we were sitting in the big um, amphitheater, and uh, I was asking questions, and I was sitting on the stage just asking random random questions. And the ne- when I go back the next day, and I'm listening to the recordings, I ask a question. I can't remember what the question was now, but that's female voice. You can hear it plain as day say yes, and there was no way that was like nobody around me said it. it I. Wasn't, that's crazy. The best EVP I have ever heard in my entire life on one of our investigations. And the great thing was about this, there was multiple video cameras all over different angles in this room, in the house, everything. So we could see the people's faces, the whole nine yards. And those cameras also have audio capability too. All right. Two friends of mine, they're downstairs in this house. Everybody else goes outside. And we're sitting there and we're like, you know, we're going to let those two finish up. And then after that, because nothing was really happening. We've been there for hours. We're like, you know, getting ready to wrap it up. So these two go inside. Now, one of them is a diehard skeptic. Never, ever, ever believed in the paranormal, period. Did not believe in ghosts. Didn't believe in Bigfoot. The only thing you would maybe believe would be aliens. That'd be it, right? So him and this guy, they go in the room. So they do their thing downstairs, do an EVP session. Nothing happens. You know, they even try getting it to move objects in the room. Nothing happens. They're there for like a good 30 minutes. Finally, they're like, okay, look, everybody claims there's always heavy activity up in the attic that they converted into a third-story bedroom, right? He's like, let's go up there, see if we can find anything, see if we can get anything to happen. He goes, okay. So the one guy looks at the other guy, and he says, hey, Bo, grab that camera on the mount, bring that up with you. He says, okay. We're watching live on our cameras outside on the monitor. So we can hear what they're saying. We see everything. We see them do their thing, grab the cameras, and boom, 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 upstairs they go. So they do their thing. They come down maybe a half hour later. They're like, yeah, we didn't get anything, blah, blah, blah. So okay. We wrap everything up. We go home. Next day, the skeptic calls me in a panic. He's like, get to my house now. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, what's going on? What happened? And I'm not thinking paranormal. I'm thinking something happened to him. He goes, I, I just got to get a second set of ears. Please come to my house now. I'm like, okay. So he lived like 10 minutes from me. I jump in my car. I book it over there, go in the house. He's got his monitor set up. He's got his, you know, his computer and everything. He's got his, you know, recorder plugged in. He goes, okay, I'm watching the audio and I got my recorder. He goes, watch the audio first. So I watch the audio, and I he shows me the same thing as when him and this guy, Bo, was downstairs, and he says, Bo, grab the camera, let's go upstairs, all right? I don't see or hear anything, I'm like, or you know, anything out of the norm. I'm like, okay, dude, why did you call me over here? He goes, listen to my recorder, and he's got this panic look on his face. He's got it into the system where I can see that nothing has been changed, nothing's been altered, or anything else. He hits play, it starts going. Hey, Bo, grab that camera over there and let's take the stuff upstairs. Okay, man, well, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Bo, 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 Bo. Really? It sounded like somebody was over the top of the microphone and a deep voice go, Bo, 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 and sung his name. As he's playing it back, I just see him cringe. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, that is freaking awesome. I'm like, very rarely do we ever get a class A. And he's like... That's what you call it? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what he called it, I can't say on air because it's 
scared it out of him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at that point in time, he became a, a diehard investigator. He started investigating really hardcore after that point. Yeah, that, that'll turn you into one the first time you hear your name. Well, the one that really kicked off for him that we all found together later on that same investigation was earlier in the day or the evening where I was in a room and I honestly, I'm not going to lie, I was doubting that the haunt was real. I, I was thinking that it was these people just, they wanted to have somebody give them attention, right? And we had a radio show back then. I think, you know, in, in my mind, I was thinking they just wanted to have us here to talk about them on air. You know what I mean? And to be honest. So we're doing the investigation. We go back. We're watching all the video footage and everything else. Because that day was when we were all going over everything. So when I go back to the house, we're finishing up. We're going over everything else. And it got to a point where I was in the living room, and I made the comment. I said, I don't think there's anything here. I said, I really don't. I, this is what I was saying on camera. I said, I don't think there's anything here. I think that you know they may have just made this up because they wanted to have us here. Literally 30 seconds after I said that, you hear a voice go when we were walking out of the room. Keep pretending, little boy. Two Class A EVPs on one investigation. Okay, see if we can investigate that place again. Uh, the people who live there don't live there anymore. <laughs> they actually moved out. <laughs> and, and it wasn't just because of that. It was business and everything. They moved out. They moved over to Miami. But uh, that house is definitely still there and not too far from here either, from where oh. we're at in the studio. Yeah, I'm ready for a new place. I mean, those of us who have been doing this for, you know, as long as we have, Florida kind of done inside out. I'm ready for something new. I need to find some venues. Oh, definitely. It's one of those things where all the named locations have been done to death. And don't get me wrong. It's great for, like, new investigators or people who are just wanting to just try it for the first time for fun. Even people who don't believe in paranormal investigations, if you ever get a chance to attend an event where they're doing investigations and such, you know, go. It's still fun. You know, because think about it when you were a kid, going to a theme park and going into a haunted house. You knew it wasn't haunted, but you had fun, you know, being scared or everything else. And it, it truly is like that for the newbie, the younger people, the newbies. For them, it's almost like an attraction when you go there. So it's like even if nothing happens, the thought in your mind that it can maybe really be, because trust me, I don't care how diehard of a skeptic you are, if you go to a location that everybody says is definitively haunted, it's documented, it's on books and everything else, your mind's going to mess with you. It, it, I don't care if you're a diehard skeptic or not. There's going to be points in times that you, and this has come from friends of mine who were diehard like. skeptics, and they were like, there was times I was wondering, like, is something going to jump out at me? <laughs> you know? I like when there's a really diehard skeptic at your event, and then something does happen, mm-hmm. and it scares the bejesus out of them. That is when it gets great. Because uh, they're they're running their mouth. Like, we did a place in Titusville, and it's a county property, so we had to have... Uh, there was a lady there that locked up for us, and there were two guys that kind of oversaw us while we were investigating. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm trying to talk to the people and get the groups gathered up, he, they're running their mouth. It doesn't exist. Y'all are stupid, blah, 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 blah. So we start doing the investigation, and there's only 12 in this place at a time because it's not that big of a house. So he says, well, where do you want us to go? I said, well, you can go over there in the front bedroom, but don't sit on the furniture. They don't want us sitting on the furniture. 
I turn the lights out. I go downstairs. I'm in the parlor. Not five minutes. These guys came down those stairs like they were on fire. So he said he said they couldn't get out of the chair. It was like jello all the way to the door. They got the door open. They were butt sliding down the stairs because <laughs> their feet were going way too fast. And they literally left that lady there by herself. They they left. They said they wouldn't come back. They didn't come back even to work there during the day. They they were done. See, that's the thing is, and I told people this many many times on investigations. Don't run. No matter what happens, don't run. It's not about being a tough guy. It's not that at all. It's not about being cool and I'm brave. No, it's because you're in a dark area that's unfamiliar to you, and the normal will hurt you a lot faster than the paranormal. Many of investigators have lost their shins to coffee tables. People, yeah, people have knocked over televisions and wind up having to pay for them, you know, stuff like that. I watched a guy, we were walking down this long hallway in this big brick house, right, that we were investigating years ago. We're about halfway down the hallway. And what appeared to be in the shadows and it wasn't glowing like you hear about in the movie it's like the glowing white figure you know it w- it looked like something white just like you know about the size of a person went by really fast at the end of the hall there's nothing there at the end of that hall it where you get to the end it turns to the right this went from right to left like it just went through the right through the wall right yeah he decided to run sideways not the length of the hallway <laughs> he went sideways Face first into the wall. Almost broke his nose when he hit that I, brick wall. I, I never understood running anyway. And that's something I don't understand with the TV shows or when I see people at investigation. Hey, don't get me wrong. When things things start can startle you. When things start happening, you don't run. That's, you run that's to what it. you came there for. Uh, but, Why but, are you going? But Where are you once going? again, once again, if you have a skeptic and are not used to it, that's fine. If, if you're with somebody and they're getting nervous uh-huh. and they say, hey, I can't handle this and you get out of the room, so be it. I'll walk with you out of this room. Let's yeah. leave together. But yeah. the, the good thing about runners is, if that's they're running away, I go running in because I know something's going on in that room. But see, that's not always the case, and I'll explain why. That's... Because I got chased by a hog. <laughs> okay, so you were outside. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, there are some times where you're like, nope. <laughs> it's like, hey, all I got to do is outrun you and we're good. You know, but yeah, there are certain times where, you're, you know, if you're outdoors and yes, many, many once again, investigators have been chased by hogs, dogs, you know, homeless people, all kinds I of had stuff. A, I know? had a frozen iguana fall out of a tree in Fort Lauderdale and smack me in the head. Big oh. iguana, frozen right in the head. The best moment I ever seen in my life. Have you ever had that moment where you legitimately are laughing so hard that you literally have to run to the bathroom to pee because you're going to pee because oh, you're yeah. laughing so hard? We're in this this haunted cemetery. It's a family cemetery, right? That we're we're privately you know invited to come out there to investigate because they were having a lot of activity happening in their home and they believe it was you know family members you know obviously from their cemetery, right? And this is a family plot. It's not you know family plot area. It's not like you know strangers or whatever. So we weren't like you know trespassing because I'm a firm believer do not trespass. So we're out there. We're underneath this big oak tree, right? And it's me and my buddy Charlie. And we're standing there, and they said that in this tree, they were always seeing a person sitting in that tree. So we're there taking photographs, doing all kinds of stuff, you know, see if we find anything. We're using infrared cameras, the whole shebang. We started doing an EVP session. I turned, and I walked over to our cooler. I was going to grab a, a ice water. As I walk out over to the cooler, 
I start hearing Charlie going, dude, there's something here. And I'm like, what? And I stopped and I look and I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, there's some, there's somebody here, man. I just felt them tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah. So I bring up my flashlight. Talk about creepy. And I don't mark this as paranormal. I definitely, this is just timing is all it was. Hundreds of spiders were coming down on spider webs and they were landing on him. Ooh, 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 ooh. Charlie is deathly afraid of spiders. <laughs> I'm trying to tell him what it is, and I'm laughing so hard I'm not making a sound. So he's going, "It's touching me! It's touching me!" I'm like, "I bet it is," you know, and I lose it laughing. You're looking like Ronald Weasley. <laughs> he's like, "What?" So then I click over from the you know from that red light to the actual beam on the flashlight, where it's a regular light, and all you see is just just spider webs all over him and spiders mad rush panic he ran he's like stripping off clothing and i'm like <laughs> and all i could picture is these people who were still home while we're investigating by the way because they wanted to see how it was done are looking out the window and seeing one of my investigators run by their window stripping their clothing off and screaming <laughs> okay i can handle a spider tube not a whole cluster there's moments like that priceless you you just can't get any better footage than that. I don't care if you did talk to Abraham Lincoln for two and a half hours. You catch an investigator running, screaming, and tearing their clothing off while doing it in front of God and everybody, priceless. You cannot get better than that. Absolutely. It's those moments, life's little moments. Life's little moments just makes it so worth it. Don't get me wrong. Anytime we're doing investigations, you know, we always try to be professional. I know you, you both, you are too, and everything. Yeah, but sometimes. But there's those moments happen. that things just get out of hand. Once yeah. In a while. Yeah. Um, me getting chased by the hog. Same location, by the way, where I got chased by the hog. And uh, that was definitely one of those where it was one of those moments where, like, after it was over, you get that nervous laugh where we're all just started finally just laughing, and then we just lost it. It was just hilarious. But, uh, yeah, we actually did have some weird things happen out there besides the spiders and the hog, though. Um, that location is actually located in Parrish. That's all I could say about that one because it's a private, you know, house and everything. Um, however, I'm going to see if I can get us back out there sometime to let you guys come along. Yeah, there's another location we might go check out, too. Someone told me about the other day. They actually asked for us to come out and kind of check out a 25-acre area. So Nice. Yeah, we definitely need to get back out there and start doing a lot more investigations. I mean, now granted, at the same time, too, we already have a million and one other things going on, you know, getting these shows prepped and ready and to roll and, you know, plus working on event stuff and everything else in the book. Yeah, but I'm ready for a good a good hunt. Yeah, we definitely need a good investigation. So, yeah. Miss Jackie, we only got a few more minutes left in the show. What got you into investigating? Oh, um, let me see. I was probably in, I was in fifth grade, so probably about nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, The room that our bedroom, my sister's bedroom, actually the whole house was haunted. There's no going around it. We would hear footsteps on the steps, the old wooden steps, because this was mm-hmm. a really old house. Um, my mom would see it, hear it. Uh, the dog wouldn't come into either one of my, brother, my brother's bedroom or our bedroom. So that's what really got me into it. And then that's when I started reading. And just like Kim... Any book I can get my hands on that was paranormal, that's what I was doing. Doing your research. I think I've read every Warren book there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing, like, I like to tell a lot of uh, the newbie investigators, you know, the people who want to start their own teams or start investigating, I always tell them, look, find a good, reputable team, 
you know, go out with them, you know, to at least get your feet wet. You find know, a that, good mentor. Yeah, at find, least a good, find a good mentor. Yeah, find a good mentor. And then after that, do your own research. Learn how houses are built. You know, honestly, learn how houses are built because you will learn there's a lot of things that can yeah. fluctuate happening in a home that can appear to be paranormal that's absolutely not. Right, definitely. You know. Yeah, like leaky yeah. pipes and rusted pipes and... You know, just airflow in general. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People, people think I say, because I always say, first 10 minutes of investigation, just go in and just be quiet. Listen to the environment. Listen to the yeah. place breathe. They think I'm doing that because it's some metaphysical thing. No. Yeah, I do sense things. But no, I do that because I want to hear the plumbing. I want to hear what yeah, the Yeah, you want to get a sense like of the normal day-to-day ambient sounds in the house. I want to hear if there's ventilation in the attic. Yeah. You know, you can't debunk something or prove something if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You've got to open your ears and not just always go for the, the ghost. It's I like, had one investigation, and this is showing where the normal was not paranormal, was this woman claimed that every time she went to bed at nighttime, she would hear in the middle of the night voices in her room, people having conversations in her bedroom. Of course, like everybody else, first thought comes to your mind is, Okay, you know, we'll check that out, you know. Mm -hmm. So we go there. We're doing the investigation about 2 o'clock in the morning. I start hearing people talking in the room. And I'm like, okay, either there's something else going on or or I'm losing my mind or it's actually paranormal. Let me figure out what's going on. So I start walking around the room from corner to corner, and I'm seeing where the voices sound the loudest, realizing it's coming from the window. Her apartment was on the corner of an alleyway that led out to a street. And this is roughly like, I'd say, probably about maybe 50 feet long, the, the alleyway to the street. To test a theory, I had two of my people go out to that corner, right there, that alleyway. I had them start talking. Not loud. Called them on, you know, I called them on the cell phone. I said, look, I'm going to hang on my phone. I want you guys just to talk normal. You know, not loud or anything else. Just normal conversation. Whatever you want to talk about. Like, okay. I could hear every word they were saying. It caused an echo effect down that alleyway that was because she always slept with her window open. And she was hearing the voices from the people walking by on the sidewalk down the end of the alley and the people that were hanging out the business there on that corner. And the whole time, this woman is, I mean, she was thankful. You know, don't get me wrong. She was very thankful. She goes, I literally thought I was losing my mind. She goes, because, you know, she she worked like a second shift job. So she would get home at like, you know, midnight. By the time she got dinner and all that was going to bed, it was like 2 in the morning. And she was catching the voices from the people coming out of the bars and all that and walking down that sidewalk and passing right by, you know, that, that alleyway. So wound up being perfectly normal. Nothing paranormal at all. Yeah, I would have to say because... Um, when I actually started, when I joined the team, I went into the Italian club as a guest, mm -hmm. a paid guest, and um, a couple of freaky things happened, um, so that was good, and uh, my boyfriend was with me, and uh, the next day I got a phone call from Val asking us to go ahead and join FDGT, mm -hmm. and so then I was with them for years, and, you know, we did... I think we, we did were, a lot. We were central. We we were mostly central, mm -hmm. and we did probably a residential investigation, a help investigation, almost every weekend for probably a year and a half straight. We did one to two every week for yeah. For, I've for done a couple of years there. I have done investigations with a lot of other teams and everything too, like OPI. Um, I've, I've done investigations with them. I don't know if I've worked with FGT. I'm sure I probably have because they're such a big team. I'm sure there's probably a couple of people I've worked with before in the past. Um, 
and honestly, the, the great thing that I can say about this, honestly, all the teams that I worked with, I've never met a group yet that I didn't like, to be honest. The the ones that I physically worked with. We had some know. really amazing people on our team. Yeah, we time. had some great people. Of course, some went on the TV, some didn't. You know what? That's another thing, too. For all you paranormal people out there that want to continuously bash all the paranormal people on TV, let me give you little words of wisdom. If you eventually would like to be on TV, which all of you do, and those who say no are liars, eventually they check your social media. They check everything about you before they pick you up for a show. So if you're out there continuously bashing whatever show it is that you don't like in the paranormal, just remember this. If that TV show you're wanting to get on is on their network with their star, you're not going to be on that show. You can forget it. You can forget just it. forget it. Yeah. Now, granted, do we all agree that sometimes these people on TV do dumb things? Of course. But you know yes. what? Everybody does. Let's be real. All right? This is being real. It's human. Yeah, it's it's human. Um, but but the main thing is, is like, look, to each their own. That's how I put it for investigating. Now, if you're out there, like, trespassing, you're doing, like, illegal stuff, that I have a problem with. You know, that I'll, I'll call you out on, that yeah, I have I a problem d- with. The only thing I'll call people out on is disrespecting the dead. Don't stand on top of their grave and prop your rim pod up on their headstone, or I'm going to call you out. But even then, you know, to be even then, to be honest, if they're if they throw on, they say, "Hey, I would like to communicate with you." Being respectful before they yes. do it, fine, more power to them. You know what I mean? And because at least they're asking permission. You know what I mean before they do it. But I get what you're saying though. If they're if they're out there and it's like every investigation, they're provoking nonstop, and yes. you know because you got to remember this too. Let's say that you call the team in because you think your great aunt Bertha might be. Haunting the house, and you just want confirmation, and you, you loved her to death. You you know you would love to know she's around, keeping an eye on you. And then Sam Jones comes along and walks in there, and he's like, "Yo, lady, are you here? Come on, come on, talk to me now, talk to me now, you demon." I mean, when you start doing all that kind of stuff, you know the homeowner they might hear you or get wind of that. And I'm sure they won't appreciate you calling Aunt Bertha, you know, the wrong names, you know, so we'll just leave it at that. I'm trying to keep it clean for radio. Yeah, I think that's my biggest thing is when people come aggressive and yeah. when they just start off the bat, the provoking, you know, like the you're going to provoke them. Yeah, yeah. If it was me, if I was a ghost, I'd just be like, I ain't talking to you. Yeah, I, I told <laughs> you wouldn't talk to, if there was a six foot two big burly guy in front of you, you're not going to walk up and provoke him and scream at him. No, because he's he's going to He's going to hurt you. That's how little I am. <laughs> like, but come here, little bunny. We think we could get away with it in death. I don't you know. It's going to be like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon with the abominable snowman just kind of picks you up. waiting on the other side yeah. of the line for some of these ghost hunters. Let me tell you. It's like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where the abominable snowman picks him up. Tell me about the rabbit. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. And it's going. I'll be waiting for you when you get to this side. Exactly. Buddy. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, guys. We got ten seconds here, so we're going to be bouncing out. Uh, make sure all of you tune in next week. Make sure you go back and listen to all of our old shows on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. We're on everything. Uh, all you got to do is put in Paraprobe. Make sure you tune in live every week, and we will be keeping you up to speed on our future shows getting ready to launch. So we'll see you next weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good night. <laughs>